0: in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's ang dot com.
1: So I, I know you've got a lot going on. But remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because... It can bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7.
2: And the person who actually, what they're assuming based on somebody's text thread that was there, apparently Quabo and uh, Takeoff, they don't ever just go in, into a place by themselves. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure if they're highly affiliated or or Atlanta just watches their back. Yeah. But it's said or uh, basically kind of proposed to believe that Takeoff was actually shot by one of Quavo's people because they... In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain podcast hope you're having a lovely sunday for those of you non-believers out there this is your church (laughs) now you're going to hell but i'm okay with that just kidding you're fine you're fine you're fine i love you um so obviously things have been popping off i feel like every time we do a podcast there's some crazy shit going on every time without fail yeah everybody just be fucking dying (laughs) yeah, <laughs> uh, This year, a lot of fucking rappers have been dying. Yeah, a lot of rappers I don't know who they are, but you know, just because of how digital music has been been able to be passed out and processed because of Spotify. Right, a lot of these kids, like I don't know who they are, but they have millions and millions of spins.
3: Yeah, I know, man. I, I, there's a bunch of rappers that I've never heard of who are apparently popular in some form or shape. And I'm like, who the fuck is this person or who who the fuck is this group? And it's just like crazy, man. And even the people whose name I I know, I yeah. might have heard their music in passing, yeah. but I
2: don't necessarily know who they
3: are. Right, right. Like, so some of those songs, if you ask me, oh, who, who's the artist, like who sings that song or raps that song, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I might recognize this song. Like, yeah, I've heard that song before and I, and I know on some level that it's popular, but I don't know who the fuck the artist is. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because let's see. If we...
3: We're turning into boomers, bro. <laughs> See, I don't even know if it's because we're boomers
2: or it's just because of how, like, the radio doesn't control music anymore. Yeah, of course. Right? So yeah. there's so many different artists. Because before, there's certain artists that people would just push on you, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't understand. It's like, you know, a lot of people who got radio spins was because of money. They right. would pay radio stations. They would give Ayola, them a rack. man. Mm-hmm. And, and basically that's how they would get spins and you can create these artists. But nowadays it's like, it started with SoundCloud. Yeah. Uh band Yeah. And then now, and you know, obviously before that it was. MySpace. Uh, yeah. MySpace. <laughs> and before that was, you like hip hop? yeah Exactly.
3: <laughs> uh, out the trunk of the car, yeah. you know, the burn CDs, yeah. you, you sling those mixtapes. Um, and some of them were literally tapes, right? Yep. That's, that's where the term mixtape comes from. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's definitely evolved into something completely different nowadays. And and that's why it's so hard to get familiarized with some of these artists. Because, you know, we're we're adults now and we're busy. We don't have the same amount of time that we used to have where we can consume music. Because I used to love discovering new artists. And just, All the time. Yeah, just digging for music. But now it's just like, I don't have too much time or energy to dedicate towards something like that. And then because there's a platform where these artists can just... Pretty much market themselves and, and build themselves you know a following through no major backing whatsoever. Yeah, it's hard to keep up, man. There's they're just way too many.
2: Who's the uh who was the artist that uh that passed away? Uh he was killed at a Roscoe's out in Compton. We talked about that. Yeah,
3: we talked about I can't I can't <laughs> See, even remember his name. I don't remember his name either. Who the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Damn, his I'm name. running off.
2: we literally just talked about this. Yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like if I put Roscoe's <laughs> roscoe's rapper R- dead roscoe's <laughs> dead rapper which is so insensitive but yeah. that's just uh, i
3: mean it's almost a guaranteed oh,
2: way it was, get- was pmb rock oh yeah so, pmb rock huh? like pmb rock i heard a couple of songs but i can't i don't
3: know the names but i know he's that popular because i've heard of him i i you know what prior to us talking about it i never even heard of him crazy right i can't name a single song of his but apparently he was popular enough for it to make headlines pop smoke Oh, yeah, Pop Smoke. I mean, he was building a pretty damn big following. Yeah. Yeah. And crazy shit is, you hear this dude's voice, and he sound like a fucking 40-year-old man who smokes two packs of cigarettes a day. How he's like 20. He? So fucking yeah, young. Yeah, he's, he's a kid. You know, he's a kid just out of his teens. You know what I mean? And then he, he gets shot and killed, man. How did he die? He got shot. I know, but uh, in what context? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the... I mean, he was affiliated, so I'm pretty sure it's something to do with that, right? And he wasn't shy about claiming his hood. So, Jesus yeah. Christ,
2: man. Well, the people, person that we're talking about that passed away, which is absolutely shocking because when we talk about, uh, obviously, us being dusty and old, but everybody knows who the fuck Migos is, right? right? Funny shit about Migos. When they first came out onto the scene, I didn't know Migos was three people. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it, they all
2: sound the same. It's not even... They all look the same, too. So so the first time I ever heard them was... I. Or I ever physically saw them Was mm. the Versace video
3: mm, Versace, mm. Versace, Versace, Versace yeah, Versace, Versace, Versace So
2: I thought that it was just The same guy in yeah. three different outfits <laughs> So I didn't fucking know The only reason why How I found out That Beagles yeah. was three separate people yeah. Was from an, an episode in Atlanta
3: uh okay. (laughs) And my fucking mind was blown. Well, it was thanks to Donald Glover, I mean, Childish Gambino, that they got the shine. I mean, because they were doing music well before, you know, he he shouted them out Mm -hmm. when he was winning the award, but it was after that where, like, overnight sensation. Everybody was on that. The Bad and Bougie, remember? Yeah. Yeah. And then they just have become kind of a mainstay in, in like, pop culture and hip-hop culture since then, so. Migos is, like,
2: it's interesting, right, because they they're all related
3: yeah yeah
2: so that's what basically we're talking about takeoff was actually yeah it is offset
3: yeah quavo takeoff and offset yeah yeah and takeoff is the one that we're talking about who passed away yeah who was shot
2: yeah so their story is very interesting because you know when they first started coming on right they were actually to i think they're the rappers that made the uh i don't know what they call it like the triplet the triplet mm-hmm. rap. They, they made that really popular, right? Well, they call it the mumble rap. Yeah, the mumble rap. The triplet thing. Versace, Versace, Versace. They were the ones that kind of really made it pop off. And everybody bit their swag after. And I remember reading up about them a while back. And if you're a huge fan of the Migos, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But... I heard two of them were actually super into sports and it was actually Takeoff, the one that passed away, that he was the one that was pursuing pursuing music the hardest.
4: Mm.
2: So uh, the other two relatives... Yeah, yeah. They were like either in... I think they were in football. Yeah. But either way, like music was kind of their side thing. And Takeoff was the one that was pursuing music. So he was performing as much as he can. And he's the one that took it seriously. So Uh, he was the reason why Migos
3: actually popped off because he believed in the music. Which is ironic because it's arguable that he's probably the least popular member out of the three. Interesting, right? Yeah. He was the one that wasn't really talked about
2: a lot. Yeah. Because... from what I've read online, like in terms of his personality, he was, that's just his personality. Mm. He's quiet. He's Mm -hmm. not very fucking flashy. And he's the one that loves the music. So he's kind of like the heart of the Migos Mm -hmm. that people don't really know about because he's the one doing everything behind the scenes. Which is kind of sad because he's the one that's very subdued and he's the one that passed away. Yeah. So, if you guys don't know a lot about this, which because it's happened really recently, obviously the news is going to change a lot, but just from going online, reading on Twitter, going on Reddit, and reading a few articles about this, which is probably the only reason why Reddit is good, like, uh, it happened at a bowling alley out yeah, in Atlanta, Yeah, and there was an altercation between Quavo and whoever else at the bowling alley on, I forgot which floor It's like the third floor of this bowling alley. It's a pretty popular bowling alley out, out in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and it was like a group of fucking 40 people. And apparently they were shooting dice. They were shooting dice or die or whatever, what the fuck it is. Yeah. And something happened and the person who actually, what they're assuming based on somebody's text thread that was there, apparently, Quavo and uh, Takeoff, they don't ever just go into a place by themselves. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure if they're highly affiliated or or Atlanta just watches their back. Yeah. But it's said or uh, basically kind of proposed to believe that Takeoff was actually shot by one of Quavo's people because they just started blasting
4: oh, and then no. he got
2: hit by a stray.
4: Oh. So
2: while they were fucking shooting at the other people and they yeah. were the first
3: person to attack, yeah. fucking Takeoff got hit yeah. accidentally. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that it was possibly their own people yeah. that he got hit with the accidental stray. But yeah, I mean- Because they just started spraying and fucking Takeoff got hit. He was like the
2: first person to get hit. Yeah, And apparently too, they were saying that uh, other witnesses were saying that he was just chilling. Yeah. He was quiet. He wasn't getting into the altercation that Quavo was getting into with the other person. Yeah. And then Takeoff was just quiet as fuck. And then when shit started popping off, he stood up and then he got shot,
4: dude. Wow.
3: Did anybody else get shot? See, that's what I'm not familiar with. Uh, there was a few other people who got injured, but nothing okay. uh, fatal. Nothing fatal. Takeoff so he, was the
2: first person to get shot. Yeah. And it was a
3: fatal wound. Wow. Yeah. I mean, look, man, you know, when um, even if you rise to stardom and celebrity level, if you kind of stay affiliated with a certain group of people, like trouble's going to come find you, you know? Uh, it's like, man, if I if I made millions like that, I would, bro, I'd be chilling, man. You know, you could probably, I don't know. <laughs> I'd make build them. my own bowling alley, you know what I mean? In my house. I think Eddie
2: Murphy has his own a bowling alley in yeah,
3: his own house. so that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I understand that some of these, you know, rappers or whatever uh, coming from the hood, like they need... People around them to kind of like protect them, but like, why are you putting yourself in that environment in the first place? You know what I mean? It's it's a weird thing because, like, first of all, I didn't know that you could just shoot dice in a bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can shoot, you can shoot dice. I mean, you can play anywhere. Yeah. You just need a wall. Yeah, you know, but still, like, yeah, like,
2: the fucking amigos, <laughs> <laughs> the fuck you shooting dice in a bowling alley in Atlanta, yeah, bro? What the yeah. fuck is going
3: yeah. on? No, I mean, you know, they, it's it's just like. What they grew up with, you know what I mean? Like when you're when you're out there playing in the streets, like like I said, all you literally need is a wall, and it's a form of gambling and entertainment for them. Oh, so, and I know because
2: yeah. in my parents store back in the day before the the area kind of got cleaned up a little bit. Yeah, and you know I say cleaned up in terms of I don't know if anybody disliked it because I didn't dislike it. So every and I mentioned it on the podcast before when I was growing up at my parents store every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. There was a food truck named Moe's. Mm-hmm. They would come by and then mm-hmm. everybody would have a block party every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in front of my parents' door. Wow.
3: That's a, That's some dedication to have a block party three times a Dog. week, bro. Every Thursday,
2: Friday, Saturday, there yeah. was a block party. And fucking music was bumping. People would come out. Food truck, most food truck was out there, and people would be shooting dice literally in front of my parents' store. They would get a piece of cardboard, they would bend it in half, and they would just be shooting dice in front of my parents' store. And they were super nice to me, so (laughs) so you know it was for me it was cool. So I would just walk out. I'd be seeing them shoot. I never learned how to play, but I would always watch. And I would just go get some tacos from fucking Mo's, <laughs> Mo's truck. And I would come Wait, back and what, eat it. What,
3: what kind of roach coach was it? Like, was it a Mexican roach coach or like- it, did,
2: No, it was, it, it was, everything was black owned.
3: Okay. So it yeah. was this- uh, No, was, I mean like the type of food they were serving. Was it Mexican food or was it just it was like burgers, everything? burgers, tacos, everything. Oh, everything. Okay. But
2: he had these things, so- nowadays like gym boys has franchised out there's a gym boys in socal now mm-hmm. i heard they're all over the place have you ever been to a gym boys no so gym boys is hood food yeah. which is the funniest thing so gym boys obviously went through like a corporate rebrand because now they're franchising so you see them all over the place yeah but gym boys it was a it was like a I want to know necessarily call it tex-mex but they're basically a hood taco spot okay and they're hard tacos that yeah. are basically griddled down with Parmesan cheese So that Parmesan cheese crust Oh at, They put it, the crust on mm-hmm, there Yeah okay So it was greasy and crunchy as fuck Yeah This was a hood ass spot Only fucking People with no money would go there Because it was cheap <laughs> And it was good eats That shit was fire as fuck Yeah and so Moe's used to do his version of that. So I used to always get those tacos or he would have like a burrito and I used to always eat that mm. shit. But they would shoot dice there all the time. So yeah. I, like in my mind, I'm thinking at this bowling alley, like who the fuck just brought in a piece of cardboard <laughs> and just started shooting dice <laughs> in this bowling alley? People get stuck with their vices, but yeah. this is the weird thing. I know. And, and, and it's kind of interesting when I, when I think about the situation, it's like, I don't know if I would stick to devices that I, I don't know, I don't even care if I enjoy it, once you reach a certain level of nor- notoriety, and especially because like you're in rap, right? hip hop. Yeah. Hip hop yeah. is still like, no matter how much we have deviated from what it used to be, because, you know, it used to be like gangster rap shit mm-hmm. in the, in the area that we grew up in. Right. And back in the day too, like think about it like this. When we grew up, you didn't just get tattoos. Tattoos weren't just shit that you fucking had right. for art. Like nobody looked at your tattoos for art. They would see that shit to see what you're affiliated with. Yeah, Like, I saw when I see people with tattoos now it always blows my mind. They're like oh I'm going to get a tattoo. But back in the day you didn't just get a fucking tattoo. You yeah. got a tattoo either because, you know, you got that little tramp stamp or some shit or if you were a
3: dude <laughs> it was like some gang affiliation shit. Yeah. Or or you got it when you went inside, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it was
2: like it you know, I know things have changed a lot, but I feel like in you know, like, what if, if somebody's already, like, an affiliated gang member, I'm not saying that they were or if they hang around a certain crowd. There's a lot of dangers that come with it. So, to be able just to walk around like that freely and expect nothing to happen to you scares me a little bit.
3: Yeah, you know? I mean, that's why they have the security around them, right? Because they're recognizable. People know that they got money. So, like, you know, if they're traveling around doing tours or whatever, somebody might try to catch them slipping, right? Yeah. Like what was it, with uh, XXS Tentacion, or, yeah. uh, they were basically, they ran up on him, right? He was in, in his, like, Lambo, right? He was the dude who got, he got yeah, shot Yeah, yeah, in oh, the yeah. Oh, he got shot in his car. In the car, right? Yeah. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's, I don't think the dude was out looking for trouble or anything. It just or, happened. Yeah, it just happened, because I, I don't know, maybe somebody, I because I, I I vaguely remember what the story was behind, like, the dudes who, who shot and killed him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were people that uh, he had beef with, or they were just trying to rob him what the situation was. But I'm saying, it's like, you can get it anywhere. Right. And so I understand the, the need for people with guns around you. I mean, hopefully it's, it's like security people who have the license and, and uh, like they can legally carry, but yeah, once it becomes kind of a more of a hood thing, like you just hire in your homies who's strapped up, like, his motherfucker they're, Stevie they're Wonder. Not yeah, his they're, not, they're not trained professionals and it can get out of hand really quickly in that sense, right? Whereas, you know, um, a, a trained security guard who might be even ex military, right? They know how to assess the situation and kind of read the room and, and look for any potential threats or, yeah. But you just got a dude. Your homie. <laughs> with a gun. Yeah, with a gun. Just start spraying. Yeah. It's like ship as soon as shit pops off, it's like, yeah, you you bust it out and you start capping. Like he literally sh- killed the person he was supposed to protect. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. There
2: was a nurse who was um who was there too. I guess she lived in the neighborhood and she yeah. heard the gun. There's pop always
3: off. a nurse. There's yeah. always- <laughs> never a doctor. either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a nurse on the scene trying to help somebody. So the nurse, uh, she was kind of account, uh, she
2: wrote like a witness account of what happened. She said she heard something pop off, and you know, her being a nurse, she heard people screaming or somebody screaming, and the person that was screaming was actually Quavo.
4: Mm.
2: So Quavo was screaming, and then she runs down and she realized it was the Migos, and she sees uh, takeoff, mm-hmm. and she goes, "By the time I already got there, he was dead. Wow. Like his eyes already rolled back, his yeah. head was up. Yeah, was, he, he already passed. Yeah. But the funny thing is, like, when she was there, was comments that were writing, and she was like defending herself. People were like, "Why didn't you give him CPR? It's like, first of all you fucking dummy. Are you a medical fucking professional? (laughs) The fucking audacity. Yeah, because, and she was explaining too, it's like, in that situation, you do not give CPR. Mm-hmm. Like people watch TV mm-hmm. and they go, listen, I know what to do.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like this is the most we fascinating. We need to resuscitate him. And his then- neck is chopped off. <laughs> no, we can, we no, can no, bring him no, no. back. Why don't you reattach his head? <laughs> yeah. Are you fucking useless. Just give him CPR. It's
4: no. all good. <laughs> and
2: so I'm reading some of these comments like there's no way. And there yeah. was people like, oh, this nurse is useless. She should at least try to administer CPR on him so she could have saved him. like, are you fucking dumb? Yeah. Are you? The R word? Yeah. <laughs> Retarded? Yeah. Like, is, are you that fucking stupid? Yeah. The, the, the audacity. Like, this woman who actually went on scene to go ahead and try to save this person, mm. assess the situation, saw that he had no color in his face, his yeah. eyes were rolled back, yeah. and his neck was up, which basically, and she checked his pulse, it was done. And they're like, give him CPR, you could have saved him. It's like, dog, the internet is fucking funny.
3: Yeah. I mean, everybody everybody uh, are professionals. You know, there are professionals in every field because they can do a quick Google search and without fact checking anything. A buddy of mine who's a doctor, he was telling me this funny
2: ass story. I was talking to him on the phone and this was about a month ago, but he was out in New York. And uh, when he was out in New York, he was at a club. And one of the things that a lot of doctors apparently don't like doing is Mm -hmm. letting people know that they're doctors because Mm. immediately everybody looks to them to do some shit. And it's not because that they're, uh, they don't want to work or help yeah. people out. is yeah. because they can't help everybody in these situations.
4: Exactly. Exactly. I and mean, they'll be liable
2: for things. Right. So they
3: don't, you know. like, Oh, you're a doctor. I've been having this crazy bitch yeah. on my disc. <laughs> Can you take a quick look at it while you're here? Bro. I'm just getting coffee, my man. Bro.
2: So this fool, he's at a club, right? And yeah. then he he goes to a club with, um, with uh, one of our mutual friends. And one of our mutual friends this is a little fucking dummy. You know, So somebody at the club, apparently, like in a booth, starts having like a seizure. Oh, shit. And collapses. Yeah. And so my buddy's telling me, he's a funny-ass guy. He's just like, I heard about that shit. I was like, I hope nobody finds out I'm a doctor.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to get my club on right now, And guess what our mutual friend does? He's (laughs) a doctor. He can help. And he
2: looks at him like- You fucking out of your mind. So he goes, okay, let me go see and assess the situation. So he walks over to this person at the club. Yeah. This person is, you know, convulsing or whatever. He's on the floor. He's like, okay, let me see what happens. And of course, because the person who's a doctor who actually has like medical knowledge should be helping this person out. Other guy comes in, not a medical professional at all. my lovely genius brain farts this podcast is brought to you by fume ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing everest and flip-flops yeah we've been there too but here's a breath of fresh air fume it's not about giving up it's about switching up baby fume takes your habit and simply makes it better healthier and a whole lot more enjoyable what is fume you ask fume is an innovative award-winning flavored air device that does just that instead of vapor fume uses flavored air instead of electronics fume is completely natural and instead of harmful chemicals fume uses delicious flavors you get it instead of bad fume is good it's a habit you're free to enjoy that makes replacing your bad habit easy. I keep one in my car just because I'm a fidgety guy. And guess what? I'd be puffing on that delicious herbal tea vapor, my friends. Nothing bad for you in there. And definitely, definitely fun to use. My friends, start the year off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash genius and getting the journey Pack today. Fume is giving listeners of the show 10% off when they use my code genius to help make starting the good habit that much easier easier. Start the good habit at trifumecom slash genius to save 10% off the journey pack today. Comes up, he grabs the guy's leg who's on the floor, he's passed out, lifts it up, and he goes, what are you doing? He goes, yeah. I'm trying to help. He goes, stop! Yeah. Don't fucking lift his legs and move out the way. He goes, oh, I'm just trying to help. He goes, yeah. what are you fucking doing? Yeah. Like, You asked, you guys are asking me to come over. Yeah. Don't touch him. Yeah. And so he's assessing the situation and he looks at his friends and he goes, So uh, what drugs were you guys doing? He goes, we don't do drugs. And he just, he said, he looked at him, he rolled his eyes. He goes, all right.
3: Yeah. (laughs) He
2: goes, you know, either way, we're going to find out. Right, right. What drugs was he doing? And they're like, no, we don't, we're not doing any drugs. He goes, all right, then he's dead. Yeah. (laughs) I'm out of here. I'm out of here. He's like so fucking irritated right now. He goes, so I'm here to help. You have one guy who's, who's administering like whatever CPR, shaking his legs. And he's not mad at him because he told him to stop doing that because he's yeah. making the situation worse. Yeah. He's trying to figure out what's wrong with it. So he could tell the EMTs what's happening and they won't tell him.
3: Oh my he goes,
2: God. I'm not a fucking cop. Just tell me what drugs he's taking so we could figure out what to do next. Right. he finally told him, but he's like, this is why I hate doing this shit. it's so, so annoying. <laughs> Everybody's an expert.
3: Well, that, and you know, it's um, the liability aspect of it. Right. Like you mentioned, I, I I don't know what kind of possible legal trouble you might, get into by cause just cause I don't know how it works with doctors. It's like, are they able to, cause it's like, yeah. like an off off-duty duty doctor. The same thing is like an off duty. I don't know. Right? I don't know either. Yeah. I should have asked. Yeah. I, I don't know how that works, but you know, either way it's, it's just hilarious that they ask, they find out he's a doctor, ask him to come over to help, and then the guy tries to do some, some crazy shit, like lift his legs up. Hey, I'm just trying to help my man. <laughs>
4: he's like, I didn't ask you to do that. He's like,
2: stop touching. Oh, I think too, he told me, like so one of the guys were like grabbing and dragging him. They're like, stop touching him. Man, He was like getting so pissed off. Yeah, <laughs> It's just the worst situation ever. And you know, the crazy thing about the Quavo situation is like- The uh, offset
3: or well, takeoff well, situation.
2: Well, yeah, Quavo, yeah. apparently Quavo- it was an altercation that Quavo started. Yeah that got offset
3: killed, right.
2: Like he has to live with that for the
3: rest of his right. life.: That's his nephew, you know his
2: fucking nephew.
3: Yeah. Um, but again, man, it's just one of those things where it's like, I feel like... because I don't think anybody expects to get killed at a bowling alley, mm-hmm. but then you also have to kind of assess like, okay, what part of the hood is the bowling alley in? what kind of people are going to be there? Like, you know what I mean? I I feel like you got to use better judgment, especially when you have that kind of, um, visibility and, and like wealth and yeah, but you know, you can't fault them for going out to have a good time. It's just that yeah, I don't know, man. You you got to you got to use better judgment like, cuz like even even with the whole Korea situation like, right? All the all the deaths that happened. In, oh, in, we got to talk about that. I forgot about that shit. Yeah, in Itaewon, right? Hundreds of or was it like almost 150 people died. You know, uh cardiac arrest, got crushed to death. When I looked at that, I was like, you know, that's sad that that many people lost their lives, but what a fucking shame that they lost their lives like that. You know what I mean? Like the need to party was greater than using comments like, bro, because there was a ton of footage that came out from that whole thing, right? People shooting videos from like hundreds of feet away. You could see what that fucking street looked like. If I saw that, I wouldn't go in. Nope. Nope. And and you know, here's a, here's a crazy shit. A lot of people ended up just going home, even from the, uh, the subway because the subway was getting so packed. Uh, into Itaewon. They were just like, you know what? Fuck this. Is this is like too crazy. So if you guys don't
2: know where Itaewon is, Etel One's like a popping spot. Yeah. Like it's popping. A lot of young people go there. A lot of foreigners. A lot of fucking foreigners. Yeah, yeah. So this Halloween thing has been happening for a while, but because of COVID,
3: uh, it just hasn't been around. This is the first year it's been back. Yeah, the first year since COVID started. So mm-hmm. people were like super hyped and it's a place that gets busy, but it got especially busy because people were just like, oh yeah, we're finally having a Halloween party again, you know? Yeah. But it's just it's one of those things again where it's just like looking at the situation it could have been easily avoided for those people you know because like the moment you get close to it and it's like your shoulder just shrinks in like that bro i'm out of here man it, like i'm not fucking going down that street but oh my god the fucking like these people were wedged in so tight that when um responders came onto the scene couldn't even get to them they no, they were trying to literally pull them out they couldn't because they were wedged in so tight so you see people at an angle like basically wedged in and that's the position that they're sitting in or standing in i guess and who knows if their feet is touching the ground or not or they're elevated right and the responders are literally trying to pull them Grab them by the arms and they're not even budging. That's how tightly jam packed and wedged they're in. And then so like, imagine, you know, some of the shorter people, right? Like the shorter girls, shorter guys, they're just going to disappear and into the fucking sea of people and people won't even know that they're stomping them to death or, you know, they're suffocating them just because they disappear. What a stupid fucking way to die. That's like, imagine that morning you being a parent. And you fucking getting a call saying your child died last night. And you say, what the fuck happened? They got crushed to death in an alleyway because there's too many people. Like, it's, again, it's sad, but I'm like, what a fucking waste of life, man. (laughs) The thing I can't wrap my head around is
2: like, is there like a sale going on? At least like in Walmart, there's a TV that's $100. <laughs> it's a 4K TV that's 55 inches. That's $100. And people got to get it. I'm not, I'm not saying <laughs> yeah. that it's a smart idea for you to trample people to get that yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, yeah. that's a $100 TV. Right, right. At this point, yeah. so I was also reading, um, I, could, I could read Korean. So I was like reading like other like, you know, Korean accounts. And they were saying that there were people that were saying, don't go in there. Don't go like go back home people yeah. are dying. Yeah. And people still went in. Yeah. They still went in. They were like people are dying and they're like yeah. oh I don't care and they still went in. Yeah. I don't ever want to hear people talk shit about America anymore. <laughs> Everybody's dumb.
3: Yeah, I mean the 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 thing is like the Walmart example you brought up and and kind of like how it uh, mirrors against this situation in Korea there definitely was negligence in terms of like the planning of of this type of shit happening like because the city should have planned for that right and they should have had yeah they should have had safety measures in place to make sure that type of shit does not happen like that a crowd crush does not happen just like in the walmart situation they should have had a plan in place to make sure that these people are coming in an orderly fashion not just a hey you guys need to stand a hundred yards away and when we say go everybody just (laughs) run it's like they were doing it for their own self-entertainment at some point. How do point. you
2: even have fun when you can't move? That's what I'm saying. I, don't, that's, I guess like logically for me, like once again, I'm not sitting here making fun of anybody who passed away. Mm-hmm. This is not me making jokes. I'm trying to understand
3: how are you having fun when you can't move or see or do anything? Or, or, or even, even before you get to that, why would you like willingly go into that? That's, that's the part that blows my mind. Like claustrophobic or not if i see no. that and it's a straight up no for i'm like nah whatever is going on in that alleyway is not worth me trying to fucking go through and that this could also be too just like people living on the internet
2: and not knowing anything yeah they just don't know anything at all like in general too just for me on a def on a defensive position alone I'm not trying to go anywhere where people are touching me like that because I could get stabbed up. People could swipe my shit. Right. People are just like, no, fuck it. It's okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like, I don't understand the fucking logic behind this. You did not have to lose your life. That's what I'm saying. Like, my mom was actually calling me about it, too, because she was like, I feel so sad because imagine, like, if you, when you were 18, and she goes, well, I don't think you would have ever gone to something like that. I was like, no, you're 100% right. I wouldn't have. Yeah. She goes, but you know, waking up one day and you're trying to call your kid or your kid's not coming home and you found out that they died from going to a party. They, and they, oh, some people weren't even found for like a few days. Yeah. Because it was just people literally piled on top of each other. Who was the, who was it? Was it Travis
3: Travis Barker? The, the concert? No, no, Travis Scott. Who's Travis Barker? I'm sorry. Travis Barker's the so, Blink-182. Tra- yeah, Travis Barker, my bad,
4: bro. That's a Travis Barker. <laughs> yo, Travis Scott, my bad. <laughs> Travis Barker's like, yo, it wasn't fucking me. Yeah. I didn't do this shit. Yeah. But Travis
2: Scott, had his concert and it was yep. the same situation. Yep.
3: It was the exact same thing. There
2: yeah. was a witness, account, somebody who survived this situation where they said that um, when they were uh, either crowd surfing or whatever, they fell through and they were having a good time and they didn't realize that when they looked down and they were pressing against the floor. Yeah. That they. Yeah. They were
3: stepping on people. On like two layers of people. Yeah. yeah. And
2: like this girl freaked the fuck out. Yeah. She didn't know that she was stepping on people. Yeah.
3: Uh, and then, you know, that's how some people died. Yeah. And you know, whenever you read or hear about like the account of what that sensation is like, it's crazy because people just say that you are moving without any like, uh, it's like an
2: ocean wave, right? right,
3: Any power of your own. You just go wherever the, the momentum is going. And that's scary, man. Like For you to not be able to physically do anything and you just like moving along with whatever, you know, shift is happening. And again, some people's feet aren't even touching the ground. Yeah. You know, like that's. And then it just gets tighter and tighter and tighter until, yeah, you, you fucking get crushed to death. You have cardiac arrest or, you know, like. Like, I don't understand that shit. I just, I still don't understand how when people saw that crowd where nobody is moving. Yeah. And they were like, oh, let me just go into. Yeah. I don't. Get it. That's the part that blows my mind too. Like that 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 that's the disconnect for me. It's just again, like when you see that, why would you willingly decide to be like, yeah, that seems fine. Yeah. Or or matter of fact, maybe they're not even thinking, but like, why doesn't it stop you to at least assess the situation? Like, ah, do I really want to go into that that crowd? That shit looks super fucking tight, you know? Um, and the crazy shit was is like. Man, there are people partying right across the street, literally don't even know what the fuck is going on, which yeah. is that that hundreds of people have died, like their fucking music is still blasting, they're fucking chanting, you know, sex on the beach, like, yet, literally right across the street, this fucking mayhem is happening, you know? It, it, it's just it was just a disastrous situation all around. And again, it's like not to take anything away from the people um, uh, who lost their lives and the, and the family members or like you know the the friends and uh, family that knew them. But it's just yeah. When I look at it, it's like again, I it's sad, but I'm just like, why man? Why the fuck did you put yourself in that situation? You know? I don't know, man. Like I, I I'm already claustrophobic as it is. And
2: the only reason why I liked howling growing up was because of the uh, scantily clad flusies <laughs>
3: walking about. And it's, it's like, it was the best. It was just the candy for me, man. And I love candy, so. <laughs> I'm in a different candy, dude.
2: That shit was fantastic, man.
3: I'm like, where are these flusies? Yeah. <laughs> no, is- I mean, that was good when we were like in college right like what the now. halloween parties <laughs> where where all the girls are dressed up i, you love, know? It. I
2: love it because it was funny too because there would be like certain homegirls too who never ever dressed like that but yeah. they would only do it for halloween i know i'm like dude when did you get those titties <laughs> i had no fucking idea
3: they've been hiding them man
2: i know usually you're usually a scrub yeah what is this shit what the fuck like, it was the best time of the year dude yeah. it was
3: better than christmas <laughs> I shouldn't say dress up. I should say dress down. Yeah, they, <laughs> they,
2: they, the the floozies in Halloween were fan fucking tastic. Yeah, man, yeah. did
3: you pass out any? Oh wait, you didn't pass out any candy. You're a candy no, because I, I live in an apartment complex. So
2: uh, yeah, so I, I live in a neighborhood that is uh super uh white. You <laughs> know, there's there's no fucking dice shooting happening here. Yeah. So I got I was before we moved in here. So last year I moved into another very white neighborhood and I got hyped, right? So growing up as a kid, I just remember the homes. I wanted to be the person that was an adult that would give out the best candy.
3: Yeah, like the full-size candy bars and shit like that. So,
2: But because I know like, you know, kids can't even be eating full-size Butterfingers anyways. Yeah. So I just got a couple of variety packs of stuff, but they didn't get one. I gave them five pieces of candy. Yeah. They got four different kinds of candy and they got a Rice Krispie treat too. They had
3: such a legit-
2: Such a legit um, giveaway. Hell yeah. So like these kids, they saw what they got. They're like, oh, wow, this is awesome. Like, fuck yeah, motherfucker. (laughs) So I was giving out this candy. I was super hyped, right? Uh, It turns out, you know what? We we made a total of 80, 80 bags. Mm -hmm. It wasn't enough. Damn. Like the neighborhood I live in has all children. Yeah. So they were coming in fucking droves. Yeah. Dog. One of the things that I hate, it's like my biggest pet peeve, is when a fucking adult comes to my house. That shit pisses me off like none other. But are they in
3: costume or are they just. I don't give a
2: fuck. <laughs> I don't. Get, listen to me. If, you, if you're above the age of 20 and you come on my doorstep, yeah. I'm passing out hands.
4: <laughs> I'm pissing out fucking hands, yeah.
2: dog. Are you out of your fucking mind? So I was outside yeah. and I was like out in the front. And people were already starting to trick or treat. It was a little early. Mm. I saw this grown ass man. By the way, this is not adults or like their older brothers or sisters that are coming with like their younger siblings. Yeah. I'm talking about a group of like four, like 18, 19, 20 year olds. And I see these motherfuckers walking up to my house. Yeah. And these guys walk up. I shit you fucking not. Yeah. I look at them. They're like, Twinkle tweet. I was like, first of all, you got giant voice. (laughs) There's no fucking way. This motherfucker, Twinkle tweet. (laughs) Bitch. And I'm like, no. They're like, are you here to get candy? He goes, yeah, can I have some candy? I'm like, no. I I literally told him, no. I was like, these for the motherfucking kids, bro. I was like, did you come here in a car? Yeah. I was like, you ain't getting fucking candy, dog. If you can afford gas in your car, you're not
3: getting... or tweet. Hey, you know what, though? Last time I went trick-or-treating, I think I was 19. Bro, I would have I thrown fucking... No, nah, no, nah, but the, that, was, that was like um, kind of a one-off type of thing where it was something like my ex at the time, and we were some friends, and then we're just like on Halloween night. We're like, hey, you know, what do you want to do? And then we didn't have any plans, so it was just like, "Hey, you guys want to just fucking trick or treat for old times' sake? Like, just go for like an hour or two. Say something. Uh, <laughs> I would have shot you on sight. So we, yeah, we did it for like an hour or two. Um, I mean, we didn't get a lot of candy. It was just more for like nostalgia purposes, you know. If I see a group of four adults <laughs> come to my house asking yeah. for candy, dude, I would shit in your bag.
2: Yeah. I was so this fool, these fools. I was like, bro, are you seriously going to try to take candy from these kids? Yeah. Because imagine if I gave the candy to these guys, there would be four kids without candy yeah absolutely not and they were going and then you know it's funny thing i was talking to neighbors they're like did you see those fucking adults like <laughs> trying yeah. to get i was like yeah who the fuck are they they weren't even a part of the neighborhood they were just going around
3: trying to get candy i'm you like you guys are haters bro
4: nah, dog. like
2: i said i was about to pass out some fucking ass whoopings that night dog
3: i remember specifically uh one of the um adults when i went that time was like because I, I wasn't in costume i was just mm-hmm. wearing street clothes Like, what are you supposed to be? I was like, broke college student. And they laughed at like, fair enough. (laughs) I mean, it's true. (laughs) I'm not lying,
2: you know? (laughs) I'm not doing none of that shit, dude. Like, even like when I was in high school, like I remember like a couple of my high school friends, like 14, 15, they're like, we're gonna go trick-or-treating. I'm like, y'all a bunch of fucking losers. By fucking going (laughs) trick-or-treating At
3: that age, it wasn't even like a consideration. It wasn't even brought up. But like, yeah, you know, it was just like, Just something completely random. It it was like, it started off as a joke. Like, should we go trick-or-treating? It's like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? You know, let's do it for old time's sake. I hate you. Honestly, (laughs) it like, it was, it brought back like good memories for, because, you know, we didn't overstay our welcome with that memory. And it's just like an hour or so. so. It was this
2: time at my parents' house motherfuckers first of all we were never the house that would pass out candy right yeah. number one i was poor i yeah. couldn't afford
3: shit yeah. either you're the ones who would turn off the lights in the yeah. living room number one
2: i just didn't have we were broke yeah we, no fucking shit like buying candy for us was not an option we could yeah. barely afford food yeah so buying candy for other people was like we don't got this because also my parents were you know donating you know they're helping out the church and shit too mm-hmm. so that's where all of our money went but uh fucking these kids it wasn't even kids they were like I don't know. I would say junior high, and the other one, like a few of them, were in high school or whatever. And I, well, how old was I? I think I was like a senior. So they weren't even number one. They weren't going to my high school, so I don't yeah. know who the fuck these motherfuckers were. And told them, "I'm sorry, we don't have any candy." Yeah. And so as I'm walking out, they leave, and my mom was asking me to throw away the garbage. She's like, "Cool." I was about to throw away the garbage. I see this fool with an egg in his hand, uh, I'm about to egg my house. Yeah. I. Beat the fuck out of this dude.
4: And his friend,
2: yeah. it was like two people, it was like two two guys just watched. Bunch of pussies. Dude. <laughs> I got so fucking mad. This guy's blind too. Yeah. Picking this egg yeah. and I'm literally watching this motherfucker chucks the egg at my house. I'm in the front. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right there. Yeah. Fucking pissed me off because i was super cool I was like, hey, bro, i'm sorry we don't have any candy man but they're all like, oh, cool whatever they walk by this guy's about to egg my fucking house yeah i beat the living fucking shit out <laughs> of this dude the-
3: that, that was the thing though that was the thing uh when we were younger growing up is that like you know people's eggs got or houses got egged when TP'd. yeah or tp'd when they didn't give out candy but yeah you know when you're young kids you're not thinking about oh you know maybe they're not in the best financials you're just like oh what a fucking party pooper y'all whack as fuck you know I don't uh, give a
2: motherfucker <laughs> right there, too. <laughs> motherfucker old enough, too. You're probably yeah. like a sophomore or some shit. I'm fucking motherfucker.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, if, if I saw somebody egg in my house at that age and I'm standing there while they do it, yeah, shit's going down for sure. Shit was sure. fucking ridiculous. It's, yeah.
2: it's weird now, too, just because of uh how how I think and what I do now. Like, even to go back to talk about, like, the whole Migo situation, like you know how, how you were saying too, like some people have like old habits that die hard because they're so used to living a certain lifestyle. Yeah. I'll go back home, like see the place that I used to kick it at. And I'm looking at these motherfuckers, like chilling outside the liquor store. I'm like, you fucking vagabonds. <laughs> like, look at you pieces of shit. And I was one of them. Yeah. But I look at them and I get scared. Right. I'm like, oh my, look at
3: these motherfuckers. Like I can't go back to doing shit like that. No, for sure. For sure. And, and that's what I'm saying is just like using common sense and and just being kind of practical about the situation and assessing the situation. Be like, ah, you know what? Nah. You know, whatever it is that I need to go there for, it's
2: not
4: worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it <laughs> It's at not all. worth
3: it.
2: <laughs> Especially when like, you could always tell to when somebody's about to start shit, like you're walking in and they just fucking mean mug you. Yeah. They're staring. I'm like, this is not worth it. I'm yeah. just going to go somewhere
3: else. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's nice actually not getting mean mugged anymore. Maybe because I'm at an age now where like, yeah, I am almost a middle aged, dude. So um, it's it's a nice change of pace to be like walking around in places and not getting mean mugged. Because that was happening like well into my college years. You know mm-hmm. that I was still getting mean mugged like when I'm at certain places. I'm just like, man, come on. I'm just trying to live a fucking normal life, man. I'm not. I don't. I don't want any trouble. But I don't know, man. I guess when you look a certain way or, or you're of a certain age, because. Let's let's be honest. Even for us around college time, eh, things were still a little, you know. Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't nowhere near what it is today. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for yeah, sure. Yeah, you still have to kind of be careful when you when you're going out, right? Now it's a lot more peaceful, and people in general seem to be a little more friendlier. But back then, there was a good amount of unfriendly people that you had to you had to kind of look out for. Um, and yeah, just like. Being in front of a Seven Eleven, fucking drinking a Gatorade after playing basketball for a dude, few I got hours. I
2: mugged at a fucking a and when I was a kid, dude. <laughs> it just fucking those
3: are Because those were some of the worst spots to be at late at night. Yeah. Because that's where all Too of bad the- this
2: was in broad daylight. <laughs> okay. That's pretty bad then. <laughs> in the store, in front of the fucking worker worker didn't do shit he didn't do shit
3: <laughs> he's like i don't get this paid guy enough literally for this. socked me in my nose uh-huh. and then took my money in the store yep he didn't say nothing to you he
2: no, just, he just came walked up. up to me he was like empty your pocket so yeah. i'm like "Huh?" <laughs> I'm, I'm hella young yeah i don't know what the fuck is happening yeah yeah Right. With that, the, they call it like whatever whatever not the bystander effect but it's like when you normalize these weird situations you don't mm-hmm. know how to react because it's not in your normal reality right right <laughs> And the abacus, i was like huh it yeah, so will said suck what? me in my fucking nose and they took my shit and i was crying right there and yeah. the fucking guy just watched the whole thing go down i'm he like you didn't
3: even call the cops no wow i think he was
2: scared too wow but
3: that guy too he was in my high school oh he was like same around same age as you i was a freshman and he was a senior wow yeah and he was uh, So he was just basically punking you yep yeah he
2: was uh the one white dude in a group of all black kids yeah and it, it Always had cornrows all the time. This motherfucking loser (laughs) beat up a little kid who just got into fucking high school. I was like, what? So I was like 13. Yeah. He's like probably 26 because he failed multiple times. <laughs> He's a 26-year-old high school
3: student. Why, why, why do you do it at a gas station? Why do he
2: hit you up at a gas station? It, though? Dog, I shit you fucking not. Yeah. Random shit. I'm yeah. literally there. I'm getting a drink. I turn around, empty yeah. your pockets. Huh? <laughs> Blip, socks <laughs> me in my fucking nose. And then he just takes my shit and then he walks out. Wow. That's it. Yeah. He wasn't even laughing, nothing. Yeah. He just yeah. took it like it was his. <laughs> he almost took my money as if I stole his money first.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I never heard that kind of shit happening at a, you know broad, day like broad daylight at a fucking a.m. p.m. <laughs> yeah.
2: dude i would never people have asked me this question too or they you know i think people in general ask this question they go if you had a time machine and you could go back in time would
3: you do it i'm like nope my life I would not me i like suck i i mean you know I, I went through a lot of hardships growing up uh since since like you know i was i was a young kid but i feel like i don't take those situations from granted in terms of like what it instilled in me and what it taught like don't get me wrong i mean if i could remove a lot of the fucking traumatic events and and you know i would but at the same time like we turned out okay you know what i mean i mean we 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 could have had an easier life but i i don't regret what i am right now you know what I mean? 100%. I yeah. just don't
2: want to go back and experience all that
3: shit. <laughs>
2: Doug, I had LASIK, remember? I was blind
3: before. Oh, that's true. I got to go true. back in time to be that's blind true. again? That's true. That's true.
2: Fuck that. Doug, if you guys don't remember when I first started YouTube, i was like legally blind i had these yeah. thick ass yeah, glasses bifocals and shit <laughs> when, when i would wake up in the morning yeah someone could just fuck me in my ass and yeah. i wouldn't even know who's doing me
3: it. right now what 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 was your prescription negative 10 negative 11 wow i was legally blind that's like double
2: what i am. like literally <laughs> if, like if i woke up and somebody flipped me over and started yeah. fucking me in the ass yeah. i
3: would just think it was a ghost holy shit i didn't <laughs> like, I, I didn't know, know you i don't
2: know who's doing this <laughs> <laughs> what is happening like, i
3: didn't i didn't know your eyes were that bad dude. no my
2: eyes were bad like oh, it would be shit. an inch away from my face i could see something yeah yeah so whatever like when i would grow up and i would get punked or like let's say i don't know at school you would get into a fight if my glasses were off i was just swinging so <laughs> i was probably hitting women i was hitting, <laughs> I see, was the, hitting little kids. <laughs>
3: the crazy shit is charles Oliveira fought like that before his lacing yeah he said he sees three people in the cage, and he has to pick one person to fight. Yeah, it, no, and he goes for the one in the middle. That's so
2: fucking funny.
3: But it's like after his last fight, it's like, bro, can you undo whatever it was that you got done for your
2: your vision correction? God, if you if you fucking uh, like my vision was so bad, it looked like from what I remember if you've ever had sunglasses and somebody smeared grease on it, yeah. that's what it looked like. <laughs> oh no. I couldn't see shit. So there would be times yeah. that I wouldn't go to school yeah. because I would fall asleep with my glasses on and I couldn't find my glasses. That's crazy. And then my parents, yeah. they would go to work. yeah, So they weren't there to help me out. So I would wake up and then I can't see where my fucking glasses are. Yeah. So for like an hour and a half to two hours, I'm looking for these
3: glasses blind because I can't see anything. Dude, I can't even, because like I'm minus I'm minus six. So like I can't even imagine what minus 10, minus 11 There'd is be like.
2: Time, I would pray for minus six.
3: Yeah. Like minus six is perfect. Dude, no, I mean, because like even with minus six without my contacts or glasses, bro, I can't drive. I can't fucking go out and but do this. But you thi- can see like something here, right? No, I can't see that. It needs to be like here. Yeah, it needs to be here for me to be able to see. Oh, for me? Yeah. It had to be here. Like Like right in
2: like. So I I used to do this thing where I wanted to see how bad my my vision was getting. Yeah. So I remember when I first started testing it out, I would measure my hand distance from the wall to my nose. So Mm. it would be like this. If you guys Mm -hmm. were watching this on video, it's like me doing like a a shaka sign and like this. And Mm. I remember what? It just started getting closer and closer and closer to the point (laughs) where. (laughs) <laughs> basically my pinky and thumbs were
3: touching and yeah. I'm like, okay, now it's this. And it got to this point. Dude, I didn't even realize I had bad eyes until like middle of high school. Like people always thought I was angry and dogging people because I was squinting. <laughs> so I just couldn't see shit. <laughs> I just couldn't see shit, you know? Why are you so mad, bros? I, like, I, I can't, I can't see. <laughs> And like, I'm just trying to fucking look, bro, you know? Yeah. And then um, w- there was like uh, a mandated like vision test or whatever, a physical thing at at school and then that's when I found out that I needed glasses and like your eyes are bad. I'm like, I didn't even
2: know you wore glasses. I've never seen you wear glasses.
3: Yeah. I, I, so I only wear glasses um, at the end of the night when I'm like all washed up, take out my contacts. Mm. But then I don't like wearing glasses out cause it's not comfortable for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm always wearing contacts instead, but I need to get LASIK. It's like, I, I mean, you should. Yeah. Yeah. I I just kept putting it off. I, yeah. I don't know why.
2: I've had it now for ten years and not, my, my vision isn't twenty twenty anymore. Yeah. It's but it's, little, still, it's still it's a little under. Yeah. But it's still really, really fucking good. I'm actually my eye doctor was surprised like how well my my uh operations stood up. Because, like usually by the time after ten years, yeah, it's it, like integrated, right. it degrades a lot, but your vision's still pretty good. That's crazy. Yeah. So like my vision, like it's oh, it always sucked because I used to play basketball. So I don't want to wear the goggles. So my glass would always fly know, off. So my lips were scraped. I know. All the fucking time. Yeah. And like just being blind, I can never go back to that shit. Like I remember when I first got, uh, so I got this other thing. It wasn't called LASIK. It's called like ICL surgery. So mm-hmm. where they have a permanent contact in your eye.
4: Oh, okay. It's essentially
2: what people get when they have a glaucoma.
4: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
2: And so I get this surgery and I remember I wake up and then I, ha- I could see. And so when you have like really poor vision or if you have glasses, your peripherals are really narrow. Yeah, and so I remember my peripherals were this fucking wide yeah. and it was the craziest thing ever <laughs> but whenever my eyes were dry your vision kind of blurs with LASIK yeah. so instead of putting eye drops I would keep touching my nose to, to raise my glasses or fix my glasses that I don't have on my face
3: because <laughs> it became so habitual
2: at yeah, that point. so I would yeah. just keep doing this Yeah. and the other day I was wearing a glasses just as a joke mm-hmm. to see what it looks like yeah. and I'm like I can't even imagine my face with glasses now because right. I haven't had glasses for right. so long which is so
3: funny because like when you first started out that was like one of your looks it you was know? the thing yeah yeah when
2: i didn't have glasses people hated it yeah they're like dude i miss you with glasses because that was my look
3: <laughs> yeah right your 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 uh, thick black frame glasses Yeah the
2: thick black and i only had thick black frames because the lenses were so
3: thick <laughs> yeah they try to mask it somehow <laughs> dog my life was
2: miserable bro i couldn't see for shit yeah now i can't even imagine wearing glasses now like i don't know what that's gonna look like or even feel like
3: yeah no, nah, I I would love to be able to wake up in the morning and just have clear vision, you know? It, it's like, yeah, it's, it's kind of frustrating um, when, when you don't have the glasses or contacts in. Because like, even when I'm on a trip or something and then like, you know, I have to pop out my contacts and sometimes I'll forget my glasses. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Now it's going to be a bit of an ordeal, like getting around, like, because it's an area you're, or surrounding you're not familiar with, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, just to have like, 2020 or damn near 2020 vision without anything, yeah. It would be a big it's, like it's improvement some, in quality of life.
2: So this is the funniest thing. So I I was there when Mariel first got LASIK, right? So she had similar vision to mine, like negative oh 10 shit wow. She was damn near blind too. Yeah. And so yeah, when we have kids, our kids gonna be blind. So <laughs> this girl's so fucking dramatic. So she gets her LASIK, right? Yeah. And the LASIK operation is honestly about 20 minutes. Right. It's very fast. You don't
3: even go to sleep. You're fucking no, you're awake. awake. Well, yeah, you, you, you have to be awake because yeah. you,
2: you have to, you know, so because you, your eyes can't roll back. Yeah. So she's getting the operation. I'm there. She <laughs> this girl comes out and I see her walk out. And this is what she says. She goes, I can finally see. And she starts <laughs> crying.
3: <laughs> Dude, you're not supposed to cry, no?
4: Afterward? No, oh, you're you can't. Okay. Yeah, you're fine. Cause it's like it's like eye drops. Oh, okay, okay.
2: I can't find. I was like, "Bitch, you weren't blind. You could always see. Yeah, you just can see without contacts yeah, what are you and glasses." About <laughs> fucking nonsense. I can finally see. She was like bawling. I'm like, dude, this is
3: the most anticlimactic shit. <laughs> she's happy, man. She's happy that you know she could, she's finally free. Cause. Bro, this shit, it, it adds up. And it's, you know, like when I have the contacts and the shit gets dry or like it gets like it, it gets into a weird part of your eye and you're trying to like mm. adjust it to like get get it placed back correctly, you know, to not have to deal with that. I it, mean, either way, yeah. uh,
2: you're going to have to deal with that in a sense because you you have to use a lot of eye drops.
4: Mm-hmm. That, that
2: doesn't end. Like okay. for the rest of your life, your eyes will be dry. Okay. So you'll be putting in eye drops like four or five times a
4: day. Wow. But,
2: yeah, but you're going to need it. Yeah. And if you don't, then your vision gets bad. Because oh, it's just, you're just fucking it up.
3: I see. But it's not a problem. Like yeah. I, I
2: put eye drops right when I wake up yeah. before I go to sleep. And then like a couple of times throughout
3: the well, day. What were you talking about? Like rewet drops? Just like those? They
2: have ones for like people sp- who specifically get LASIK. Oh, I see. Um, okay. But better the eye drops. It, it just feels good. Yeah. Like you're going to hate it. That's why when I, whenever I go to Vegas. Yeah. Doc. My oh, fucking it's, it's vision killer. is terrible. Cause it's dry. It's so dry
4: out uh. there.
2: I've been seeing like Barton and Gio always like posting the, the like, I can't believe how lovely it is in Vegas. I'm mean, like, shut the fuck up. You two fucking losers, dude.
4: You live in a fucking desert.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so I, I always give him shit. He's so always post on his fucking stories. So he goes, I can't believe I get to live here. I was like, yeah. no, I can't believe you live there. Is what, the fuck. <laughs> what do you mean? Like yeah. I had this beautiful home. I was like, it's in a desert.
3: Yeah. It's like, that's why bro. But hey, Fuck. It's hard to blame a man with the cost of, of living here in LA, man. Shit. LA's tough, man.
2: Yeah, it is. I love the weather out here. Yeah. I love the fucking beaches. I love the food. I love the culture. I love all that shit. Yeah. But something about... Sometimes California be pissing me off, man. Yeah. Uh-uh. California and their fucking criminal shit. Yeah. California and their taxes. And you know what? Yeah, I don't ever talk about politics. I'm not very political, but I'm not even considered a liberal anymore. Like... I thought I was liberal. I'm not. People think I'm conservative. Uh, but like the definition and the skew of being, what being liberal and conservative is here and here now.
3: Oh, yeah. It's I mean, here and here. Well, even moderate, even moderate has moved over to the right. Yeah. You know, um, I, most of the times now, people who define themselves as moderate is because they don't want to deal with, I, I think, the stigma that comes with being called or calling yourself a conservative these days. Or a liberal. Yeah. Um, but- Whatever the case is, is, yeah, it's it's definitely got pushed to the extremes. Um, and You can't even say you don't care anymore.
2: If you don't care, that means you're complicit. And if you're complicit, <laughs> you're a piece of shit. How about you just leave me the fuck alone? Yeah, <laughs> let's start with that, bitch. Yeah. Like I like that's the thing I've heard, I or I see constantly online. they like, oh, you don't care. Well, why are you a fucking American? Hey, I don't know. How come my nuts aren't in your mouth, dude? How about that, bitch? <laughs> let's start with that. Yeah. How about it's okay for people to say I don't know. It, it is now the rhetoric where you can't say I don't know, even though
3: I don't know is sometimes the most honest thing you can say. Yeah, I mean, I. I personally haven't seen, you know, like attacks from, from stuff like that. But at the same time, it doesn't surprise me. Just kind of the, the landscape of like left versus right and, and everything in between. It, it's just gotten so out of control and it's, there's a lot of hate, man. There's a lot of fucking hate with what's going on. I mean, you know, after Paul Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's husband got attacked, it's like he got, all takes he, he, he got physically attacked. Dude, you got their house got broken into and he got hammered to the head. Oh, I you had, didn't hear about this? When did this happen? This was like a week ago. What the fuck? Yeah, dude. And the and the and no the, way. The, the person who broke into the home was looking for Nancy Pelosi, but she was uh, away on a tour doing stuff for work. But Paul Pelosi, your husband, was there. This guy's an eighty-year-old man. He's fucking, like, so fortunate he survived this shit. He survived? He survived. He got surgery. He was in the hospital for a while. And, yeah, he, he's he's going to make a full recovery, apparently. But he Can took a hammer to the head, man. Do you have any idea what kind of psychopath will hammer somebody? That's what I'm saying. That is a, a visceral and disgusting way to try to kill somebody. But, but here's the shit. I mean, like, obviously, this dude's a mentally disturbed person, right? And, you know, people um, looked into the background of this guy and- you know, he's what you think he would be, the reason why he would attack a Pelosi, right? He believes in all the conspiracy theories that you know Trump should still be president, the vote was stolen, like all this crazy shit, right? He believes in that, he buys into it, and he went there because he felt like Nancy Pelosi has to pay for being <laughs> what she is, you know? Um, but here's the crazy shit for me is that like, okay, politics aside, everything aside. We can objectively say that is a heinous act. Nobody should be on the receiving end of that and nobody should be doing that for any reason whatsoever. The fucking right were having a field day with this, making jokes. Really? Yeah, they were like politicians. Politicians were making jokes out of this. And and then another conspiracy theory spawned from that, that it was actually Paul Pelosi's uh, gay playboy that he was having fun with and then things just went south it's wild bro it's like how do you as a person who's an actual politician not even just somebody talking politics an actual politician how, how can you fucking make light of a situation like this regardless of whether they're on the opposing end of whatever you believe in it's like dude just as a human being like that shouldn't have happened no matter what but that's what I'm saying. It's so far off the fucking rails now that they're making fun of and making light of a situation like that. And it's just crazy to me. Like I like I don't give a fuck if you're left or right. It's a man. human being. Yeah, just as, as a human being getting attacked in a in a vicious and brutal way, like with a hammer, nobody deserves that. Right? I, I know. Uh, Putin,
1: maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I, had, I was like, you know,
0: hold
3: on, let me, let me, let me backtrack here, because no, but Paul Pelosi definitely didn't deserve that, um, and it, it, it wasn't a situation that was. How do you funny. break into their home? See, so that's the big mystery, right? Because shouldn't they have like security? That's what I'm you? saying, right? Like, you got these people who are not only like multi multimillionaires, but they're public figures they live in a private community. Like how the fuck did this Probably guy, those bodyguards
2: are there too. So they
3: <laughs> don't know how to do shit. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not really sure um, how they, got, how he got into it. Um, like he broke glass to get in. And then like some of the conspiracy theory that came is like, but the glass shattered outside. If he smashed it, from the outside shouldn't have the glass gone inside probably both, like, both ways you've never
2: shattered it, dude, glass it goes
3: everywhere well i mean it depends on the thickness of the glass and all that too but it so you know the, these people on the right were having a fucking field day with coming up with all these theories and and crazy shit of like why this is so funny and why he had it coming and it's like oh but but that's that's the the what's so disheartening and what's so sad about it is that like you're getting dehumanized because of your political affiliation oh you're on the left you're a fucking piece of shit and you know whatever happens to you well you had it coming that's what you get for being a piece of shit liberal oh you're a fucking conservative that's what you get for being a piece of a piece of shit conservative you had it coming to you but i will say this i don't see the left making light of misfortune. That might come to the right but at the same time you don't have crazy people on the left attacking uh, physically trying to attack and harm these politicians on the right whereas there was a governor i forgot from which state who where there was a um they foiled a a kidnapping plan they were trying to kidnap this uh this woman governor (laughs) um you know so like the crazy shit and the more physical harm that's trying to be brought onto the politicians is more happening from the right side on to the left side. Um, I don't think there's, at least in recent history during Trump's era, there's been like a physical attack or a physical or a plan to physically assault or kidnap somebody on the right side. So it's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's, yeah, I don't know. I don't keep up with any of that stuff. All I know is I don't like any of them. I don't like any of you motherfuckers.
2: I don't like any extremists. I don't like anybody without like some type of reason. I don't like anybody who doesn't no like to have conversation. No I don't like morals. any of that shit. Yeah, man. So it's like somebody who is hyper-liberal, I fucking hate you. If you're hyper-fucking it, conservative, I fucking hate you as well. I hate all you motherfuckers, right?
3: Yeah, it's, it's just, it's just um, really unfortunate and really sad that we're in a state where you can't have a civil conversation about things anymore. I mean, we never have to agree on everything. I mean, that's just the reality of the world, right? Everybody's gonna have different opinions, different viewpoints on things, but like, come on, man, we're still human beings at the end of the day. We should be able to have a civil conversation about it, but it's not about that anymore. It's, it's about tribe mentality. It's about, oh, if you're not with us, you're against us. And as a result, then we need to destroy you like no that's not what it is man but that's what it's become and it's and it's fucked up man it's really fucked up
2: well i found out something new today i have no <laughs> idea that
4: happened to that
3: 80 year old man
2: yeah he fucking bludgeoned almost to death that's yeah. fucking nuts yeah well guys before we wrap up this podcast let's talk about the secret society fall line that's about to drop uh, for those of you who have been asking about the genius brain stuff man
3: it's you know the thing is right with that <laughs> with that I don't even get into the specific things that have happened because they won't like, it'll sound like I'm bullshitting. It'll, it'll sound like it's lies, but (sighs) that's been the situation. That's been the situation guys. So much shit, unexpected, unforeseen things have happened during this process. I mean, this was supposed to be a relatively pretty straightforward production and fulfillment, but you know, it, 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 in production, you just can never expect What can go wrong? Even if you've been in the industry for a long time, which I have been, and I've seen this shit that go wrong, these were first times, you know, these were first. So it's unfortunate. This is not the experience that any of us wanted you guys to have, especially for first time customers. Like this is the first time you're purchasing a secret society item, but truth of the matter is a lot of these things happened and there was really nothing we can do we we could have done about it to like expedite the process and now we're at the tail end of the reprodu, uh, reproducing everything so we're gonna hopefully ship before this week is over today is what Today's a thursday a thursday okay so by the time you guys are seeing this on a Sunday, should so have already shipped. Yeah, hopefully the shipments have already happened, and by the following week, we're hoping to get most, if not all, of the shipments out. So it's worth the fucking wait, man. It is. It is. I mean, shit. You guys have might have seen us wearing the fucking damage pieces. Yeah. you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> we got all wearing the shit ones. Yeah, yeah. It's the the a little off. On yeah, the side it's of like shit. it's dope. So it's like you know, even we're we're still rocking it. I was wearing this shirt the other day. And then I, I I had it hung up.
2: I was like, damn, this was good. I was like, oh, that thing is shifted. <laughs> it's not in the center. Yeah, <laughs> I just had a it, b- it bothers me so much. But yeah. I just have to ignore it. Yeah, yeah. But you know, those are the pieces we can't fucking send right, out. Right, right. I those, just can't. Yeah. We
3: just can't do it. No, no. It, it was we we had to do what we did, and it, it's not. It wasn't ideal by any means, but. In order to maintain the level of quality that people have come to expect from the brand. And yeah, there, there was no way around it. So, Well, let's talk about some of the new pieces that are uh, coming out in fall. Now, in the previous, uh,
2: we, we, we've, uh, we showed a few of the other pieces, but there's some pieces that we didn't get to show. Yeah. Uh, we have a tote coming out. Listen, I know you guys love our bags. Our bags be going out.
4: Oh, yeah. the
3: bags, fast, man. The flint bag and the Calabasas bag. Like, yeah, that's been a hugely uh, popular items for us. So and talk about our new tote, this shit. So this is uh, a upcoming, yeah, this is an upcoming tote bag in, in our uh, Elements fall winter collection. Um, this is called the Vera article seven tote bag. And you can just basically think of it as a giant version of our sling bag of the Flint sling bag. So for those of you guys who are watching it uh, through video, um, yeah, you guys can kind of see. It's, it's pretty much the same material. It's nylon. Um, it's water resistant. It's uh, tear resistant. Um, it's pretty good size for a tote bag. I, I feel like it's really the perfect size. And Some tote bags be hella big and I fucking hate it. Either too big or too small. Yeah. So this is like right in the middle. This is like the Goldilocks, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then so we have our um, logo right there in the front. Well, I guess you could call either side the front, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then our numbers logo on the other side. Um, And then basically interior just has a a zipper compartment and then two pockets on the other side. Um, Straps are adjustable, which you don't see in tote bags. And that's one thing that always kind of bothered me was that it's either too long or too short. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, ah, I wish I could adjust this. And so that's what we implemented for this. So the straps are adjustable. You guys can basically rock it the way that you want to rock it. That's the black one. We also have the white one. Um, for those of you guys listening, you're just going to have to wait and see it. But yeah. Um, yeah, basically exactly the same, just in the white version.
2: And so if, if this is your first time listening, this is a
3: contemporary fashion basics, like streetwear brand. We started, how long has it been? Five years now? We started in August 2017. Shit, man. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. But but the thing is, we also had about a two-year hiatus period. Yeah, so man. so I wouldn't call it like five full years. Yeah, it's like you three-ish
2: know, three-ish years. And
3: yeah, and um, we made our comeback last November, and we're about to hit that full circle moment with mm-hmm. this new fall winter collection with that one-year mark. And one of the things is too is like uh, you know a lot of people ask, you know, in my 12 13
2: years of being on YouTube. I I don't think I've ever I've only done merchandise twice. Right. Once was when I first started and it was such a headache I didn't want to deal with it. Um we did, we had this brand called Go for broke which was another clothing line and that was kind of based off of like you know it was like people who I wanted to represent it was like anybody who were like dreamers who wanted to push and you know kind of pursue what they wanted to do. Uh we donated that to the Go for Broke Foundation. Um if you guys don't know what that is look it up all the proceeds, all the clothes, everything, the name, all of our IP, everything. We gave it to them. Um, and then this is, this isn't
3: merch. <laughs> this
2: is a no, full on clothing no, line. No, no, this, like,
3: this, this is a clothing brand. And, and it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, this is not a, a merch brand by any stretch of the imagination. This is a clothing brand. Um, and you know, it's not going to be hard to be able to know that once you visit the website and you take a look at the stuff. You know, and, and the, again, for the people who are watching, the stuff Dave's wearing right now. So the long sleeve tee is going to be the first time we're introducing a long sleeve tee. We, we previewed this in a, in a previous podcast before and we had mentioned it, but I think it's important to reiterate the tees this time around is a custom knit fabric. So this is going to be one of the softest, most comfortable tees you're going to ever buy. Um, yeah. So we knit this fabric ourselves. So This is custom made. And then so we're getting this made here in L.A custom knit here in LA, Um, the sweatpants this time around, the difference between uh, the elements collection sweatpants and the back to basic sweatpants is that we went for a more tapered look this time around because we wanted it to kind of be interchangeable between like a casual and like semi-formal type look where you could pair sweats uh, with something that's a little bit more semi-formal, which we have here, right? In these knits. Uh, So these are knit sweaters, Uh, Now, cool thing about this is that part of the content is from recycled polyester. And so like, you know, any opportunity that we have to be more sustainable, we're going to take it. And so when we found out that we can use like recycled polyester for this program, that's what we did. Um, And, you know, just again, making steps towards being more sustainable and everything that we do is ethical here in LA, right? With the factory. So these are the new knits um super sick these are
2: these They're are so s- soft
3: it's so soft and it's so nice um and then we have very subtle embroidery of our logo here in the back um and then so this is the taupe color and then we have this which is a heather gray color and here's the thing too guys this isn't like um a solid color you're gonna see different tones in here to to make up the color that it's uh, that we're calling it And so this heather gray, same thing here with the logo on the back. And also these items come with the hang tags. You're going to get the SS medallion here. And then this is just our our classic hang tag. And then um, next color here is the charcoal color. And finally this. Is probably my favorite one. My favorite color so far is the moss color. Um, between this and taupe are probably my favorite colors. The first one that I showed you. But to be honest, all of them are dope. It's just, yeah. You guys are going to definitely be happy once you get this feel this and put it on you know Dude, show them the crop pants the crop yeah. pants is what i'm excited about the most yeah so- the crop pants too um so it's kind of a 2.0 version of our chico pants that we did in our first uh strange times collection when when we launched i'm actually wearing it right now for those of you who are watching um and with this we just kind of revised it again you know we we kind of polished, I guess, so to speak, the look of it. And so it's, it's a little more tapered. It's a little bit more shorter for, for that clear, like cropped look. Um, These aren't just made short and you don't sag them to make it normal. (laughs) (laughs) They're meant to be like this. Uh, We have the classic embroidery that we had, the numbers embroidery, numbers logo on the back. We have these hidden pockets here and we had bellowed pockets that were visible on, in the first one, but we wanted to kind of keep it clean here. And so we have the um, the side pockets here instead now. So super comfortable pants. Um, we are gonna have them in two colorways, this black one and this heather gray one. And here's the thing is that like when we were doing, developing this, the heather gray one, we're like, hmm, you never really see like pants in heather gray. You usually associate like bottoms what? in heather gray as sweats. But we thought, dude, it would look pretty fucking clean if we made, you know, pants in that. So we decided to go with a heather gray color here. And you'll notice when you get it, it'll be very versatile in terms of like interchanging with different pieces, whether it's a simple tee, whether it's like one of these knits, whether it's a hoodie, a sweater, like it pretty much pairs with anything. I mean, that's the cool thing about that because we're like uh, contemporary, like fashion basics. Yeah. Everything from our first line till now, you could wear of Everything's interchangeable. Everything yeah. is interchangeable. Yeah. And that's that's what we're trying to do, man. We're just trying to get you guys like great quality everyday items that literally anybody can wear. You like know? all of
2: our stuff too. Like I really think that if, if for those of you out there who don't, you know, like fashion isn't your like thing, right? Or, you know, like our stuff, you can build your closet with this and then for sure build statement pieces after.
3: For sure. Like
2: that's what I like. <laughs> I wear my shit all the time.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, that And that's kind of the whole, I guess, purpose around why we make what we make is that it's just something that you're supposed to be able to wear anytime, every day if you want. And again, be have it be interchangeable with anything. And so like you can dress this up or you can dress this down. It, it's completely up to you and how you want to do it. And that that's why, again, even with the sweats, we went for a little bit more of a tapered look this time around instead of a baggier, because the baggier sweats look tend to be more of a casual look, more mm-hmm. of like a home look, or you're just going out comfortable, right? Don't get me wrong, these are still comfortable. These, you know, the fabric on the, you know, anybody who's bought from us, uh, or at least are familiar with the brand, they know that like fabric, we always pay close attention to get trying to get the best shit that we can possibly do, um, especially for our price points. And I don't think people understand like just how hard it is for us to do domestic production for a lot of our stuff and keep it at the price points that we keep it at. It's, it's a constant uphill battle, but I feel like it's a battle worth fighting just because we don't want people to be necessarily priced out of something because we could charge technically for what our costs are for that to 200 plus for those sweats, which is what some of the brands do. Again, some of those brands are getting it made from our production house. Right. But when even some people might say, Oh, you know, even at a hundred something bucks, that's too expensive, but it's not impossible. For some people, 200, 300 bucks for a pair of pants might be impossible to get, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yes, I know our shit's not cheap, but it's not impossible to acquire. Yeah, it's not cheap, but it's also not cheap. Yeah. That's the thing. There you go. Like, there that's, you go. That's
2: the hard thing. It's like, how do, how, how, how do we work as a company to show people, like, fast fashion has its place, right? When you need something really quick, you're on the go, and you know that you're going to wear this three, four times, it's going to obliterate, and you're okay with that. That's fine. But the way that it looks, the way that it drapes, how long you're going to keep those pieces, it's not for long. Every yeah. Secret Society piece that I've had from five years ago, I still have it and it still looks good.
4: Yeah, That's yeah. That's the thing
2: about like fashion, fashion basics, they never die. Like they're yeah. going to be around forever. And the great thing about our pieces too, and I think for a lot of people who have bought our stuff,
3: they still have it in their closet. Like I could bring out the stuff from my closet right now and you'll look, it looks brand new. Right, right. And, and that's an important distinction to make, too, is that, like, yeah, we're not, we're nowhere near fair, fast fashion. Fast fashion are brands like Forever 21, HM. Um, and, you know, we can get into that whole conversation about, like, how much of a detriment they've been to the environment, like, all the waste and pollution that they create, um, which is why they've done so much, like, damage control with PR to, like, oh, we're doing the sustainable program. Yeah, but you guys are still creating crazy amount of waste and, you know, crazy pollution. It's always going to be like that with fast fashion,
2: right? There's a reason why, like when you buy stuff at those stores, right? And you get it. And the next thing you know, you wash it and it disintegrates and you throw it away and you throw it away. Every time I go to a fucking thrift place, right? We go to, it's it's all H&M shit (laughs) and it's not wearable. You can't wear this shit. Yeah. So, you know, understand what you pay for. Right, and at the end of the day, like I said, we understand. Like some people will be like, oh, "It's out of it's out of my range." It's like that's okay too. You yeah, yeah. I, I I never want people to break their bank to buy anything from us. If you see value in our stuff, then then please do. Yeah, right. Yeah, if you see value, you love the way that it looks, and you know that you're going to keep it for a while, then please spend it. Don't don't save up your pennies and use your whole bank account for this stuff. Like I definitely don't want that. But if you do spend money, I want you to know that your money is well spent and it's worth it.
3: Right. Right. And I think that's something that, you know, I'm always happy about to hear is that like people who go out on a limb and, and maybe they don't normally spend that much on a T-shirt. Yeah, and I'll, show, or, I'll, I'll get
2: some of the pieces. too.
3: My yeah. Place. Yeah. So like people who go out on a limb and buy pieces from us and, and they might say, oh, normally we don't spend this much on a tee or on sweats or whatever. And then they get it and they're like but this was worth every dollar that I spent. Like I can understand why this is quality and what sets you guys apart from others, these other brands that they've purchased from. So yeah, this is an item that a lot of people still want us to bring back, um, which is the Odin coat, uh, inspired by, you know, Japanese kimono. And I think it's still one of the sickest pieces we've, we've ever made, you know, um, I still have this. This shit still looks brand fucking new. Yeah, yeah. This is like one of the goat pieces for us, yeah. you know? Um, I mean, we definitely got to bring out another coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so like, if you guys kind of see the evolution of our of our brand from like the beginning, uh, from when we first had launched till now, like when we had first launched, it was very in line with the whole contemporary basics outla- uh, uh, concept. Mm-hmm. And then- uh, as we had made a comeback, we ventured a little bit more into basics, into contemporary basics, because, you know, at the time, we had very limited resources, very limited manpower. Like Nobody knew who we were. E- e- I mean, it was like basically resurrecting from the dead, yeah. right? And it was really hard to get, um, to, to like flesh out a collection properly just because, yeah, we didn't have the, the resource to put towards it. And so we went more like basics, but now as we're growing back and, and you know, even just speaking on that, the momentum that we've had since we've come back has been absolutely phenomenal. It's been crazy. And it's thanks to you guys. It's really thanks to you guys. Cause we've had this conversation internally, like just amongst the team, like, yeah, the shit we're making is dope, but how are people going to respond to this? Yeah. None of us were able to know because we didn't know if our previous customers even cared anymore. If, um, people even knew that we're still existing <laughs> like that's the hard part too man like I, and i think for me you know one of
2: the most difficult things about this is that we have to battle the idea that somebody online is actually creating a <clears throat> not just like clothes but a brand
4: mm-hmm. that's
2: hard man. yeah yeah it's hard like going against people who are like they're still selling like the swap the 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 swap meat fucking sweater for like 80 bucks and they're like well, how come theirs is 80 and yours is 100? It's like, because ours not swap meat shit. Yeah. Like, and you know what happens with these swap meet sweaters. They're soft when you wear them. You wear them once, they shrink at the waist, and the fucking, the, the fleece on the inside feels like shit after two <laughs> washes. Like, this is what we have to battle, though. Yeah. And it's such a, it's, it's an uphill battle, but I think it's worth it. And, you know, when when we get people to finally buy the pieces, they understand. And it's worth every fucking penny.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, And I think that's kind of a testament to our, quality in our pieces. I mean, we have repeat customers because they've purchased from us and they recognize the value in what they're getting, right? And we always say this, man, we're trying to offer you value across the board, design, quality, price point. Like we wanna give you the best shit you can possibly get for the dollar that you're spending. You know, and that's something, like I said, that we're always going to try to maintain. It's hard. It's so fucking hard. You guys have no because costs are constantly rising. Fabric costs are rising. Production costs are rising. We have inflation. You know, we have uh, tariffs that are rising. So it's it's not an easy thing to do. But also, it's important that we point that out for you guys to understand why our price points are slowly increasing too. Because in order for us to grow as a brand. Like, we're not a nonprofit company, guys. We're a for-profit company. And in order for us to grow, we need enough revenue to come in. We need enough of a profit margin to come in so that we can flesh out our collections more and more, beef it up, release more things. Um, But if we keep it at just the same price point while our production costs and our raw material costs are going up, it doesn't make sense. That's just not smart business. And we're already
2: selling, just to be fucking straightforward, You know, we've had conversations with people who are in a production line who they see what we make and they see the price. And they're like, you have lost your fucking mind. Yeah. You cannot.
3: Our own production guys like, bro, you cannot be selling this at the prices you guys are selling at. And I'm like, look, I know it's not the, I guess, smartest business decision, so to speak. But at the same time, that's what is making us different. You know, and, and that's something that I always wanted to bring to the market, like to fill that void of like, dude, we could give you quality pieces and you can buy quality shit, but you don't have to fucking go broke or like save for months on end trying to do that. Yeah. Um, so you know, we're we're trying our best with that, guys. And 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 we have to like play a game with it like some items have like you know better margins than others because like we're not making as much here so we need to have a little more here and then so like there's a balancing game to this thing but it's not easy figuring out like a very competitive price point so far though um yeah we've been managing and and i I hope that we're able to continue to do that and 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 i feel confident that we will um but yeah, this this uh, fall winter collection coming out is going to be kind of like- It's our, fucking
2: amazing, man. I'm yeah. telling you, like our, our pieces have been getting better and better and better. Yeah. And uh, like every season that we continue to make things, it's, it's, it's going to be dope, man. Like I, I got to say, man, like
3: this has been a struggle, but we do, we
2: definitely make things
3: different. Yeah. Yeah. People. and And here's the thing too, right? Is like with the growth- it's not like we're just sitting back now. It's like, oh hell yeah, we're fucking we're growing and making money and just like pocketing. No, you guys can tell in our output, we're reinvesting all of that shit back into growing our, our catalog, growing our collections, growing our offerings, trying to do it bigger and better each time.
2: Like, have you ever seen us like with our major collections? Have we ever recycled our shit? Right. You know. What I mean? Right. <laughs> like, right. Have we? Have we ever just had the same T bot? Like. Even our t-shirts, we've gotten better and better and better. Right. Every fucking time. Yeah. Like we're putting every cent that we have back into this business because number one, it's what the brand is about. Yeah. Like we've, we haven't we've have used, like even our last, our, our tea body, that shit was different from the last one.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, we're and, and, and look, it's not to say that like, oh, our previous stuff is inferior by any means. We're just trying to constantly improve and tweak on things, you know? And so my taste our taste like it's always changing, right? And so like a certain body that we might have done last season, maybe we feel like okay, you know what? We want to tweak it for for this next season. And doesn't mean that that last season piece is inferior. It just means that's how the thing that's how it's evolving for us, right? So even again going back to this whole custom knit fabric, we didn't have to custom knit a fabric. We could have used pre-made fabric, which is what majority of people do. Custom knitting is something you do Anybody
2: like. on this YouTube space, it's not a majority, it's every single yeah. well, person. Well, not
3: even YouTube, just fashion in general, yeah. right? I'm saying for me, because oh, I was oh, on YouTube. Okay, yeah, yeah. Every person. Yeah.
2: It's not to say that they're doing something wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying that this is the transparency of like the effort that it takes for us to create Right, this stuff, right,
3: you know? right. That using, you know, already made fabric is the standard is what I'm trying to say. And yeah. that, like custom knitting your own fabric happens once you like more well-established. We're not- Necessarily at a place where we should be doing something like this. Well, most not- <laughs> people
2: too, like I think, like when they start a clothing brand, it's just for them. It's let me find this blank and put my logo on it, and right. that's the extent of what they're doing. Yeah. So once again, that's not wrong. Yeah, nothing right? wrong with there's, it. There's nothing, nothing wrong, with, wrong, that, wrong right? with it. But we're always trying to do something that sets us apart. Not just because it's the right thing to do or it's the thing to do. It's just you make better shit that way.
4: Yeah. If, you're,
2: if you want to be a part of like this fashion world, you have to love. To the max because this shit is difficult.
3: Yeah, very. It's difficult. very fucking hard. Very difficult. And
2: we're not trying to pull a Kanye and say like, oh, oh I'm sorry, his name is Yay. We're not <laughs> trying to pull a Yay and say, oh, I, I want everybody to wear my shit. And then he, he does like a fucking Gap collab brand, and their fucking sweater is two hundred dollars. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's it a crop it top sweater that comes up to your nipples and then it puffs out. You <laughs> Put know? inside
3: of a trash bag. Yeah. It's some fucking weird ass shit. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. And, and look, it's not to knock on that. There's a, there's a, a lane there's a for, for that. that. Yeah. yeah, there's a lane for that as well. But the point that we're trying to make is that we really care about what we do. We're passionate about what we do. And we're constantly trying to improve and grow so that we can give you guys better shit, you know, um, because that's a win-win. We're happy with the shit that we're producing. We're happy with us um, being in line with like our philosophy with the brand and the whole point of this brand being created in the first place. And again, you guys get dope shit in return. So, you know, we, we really thank you guys for your continued support. It's been, it's just been absolutely amazing. You know, the the whole team, we really feel it. We really feel the love, we really feel the support. And our hope is that we can continue to grow together, um, do much cooler shit because even with the the shoot that we were doing for this fall winter collection, I had this like grand idea in my head and then I had to stop myself. I'm like, we don't got the money for that.
0: Because
3: <laughs> <laughs> I had a very specific vision I wanted to like execute on it. But it's like, you know, it's that one of those things where it keeps you motivated, right? It's like, ah, uh, you know, we can't do that right now. And it, it's not to say, oh, I'm disappointed with what we were able to execute, right? But it's just like, yeah, you have these like, I call it fantasies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that- And that when you guys
2: get the pieces too, when you do buy it, buy it and take a photo and then tag us. Yeah, I want to see it. Yeah, please, guys. I want to see it. Yeah. Because we're selling it. You know, our last yeah. stuff, we sold out of almost everything. Yeah. But, you know, you got to show us what it looks like.
3: Yeah. You got to
2: put put a photo on there. Yeah. Tag me.
3: Yeah. I mean, we, we, we want to see you guys not only just- tell us that you're happy with it show us, show us. we really want to see cuz it gets us excited it gets us happy it's be um, hard yeah so. and it's just it's just <laughs> look one of the best things that we've experienced is just like us walking around randomly and seeing people in the clothes you know and they might not even know who we are that's like so cool you know that's like that's how you know okay it's able to stand on its own mm-hmm. as a brand and and what we're offering um, so yeah, guys, just show us. We we really want to see you guys in it. And you know, if you tag us, maybe we'll give you something in return. You never know. Right? Yeah, who knows? You we, we always be doing that. Giveaways. Get a little some, some. Maybe we'll give you a little gift card, you yeah, know. Maybe we'll give you a job. little personal discount on it. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, guys, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. You can catch Ed at Ed2. And then you can catch him also at S-C-R-T-S-O-C-I-E-T-Y, Secret Society. Uh, Follow the Instagram page. um, Check out what we have. Uh, Fall collection is dropping in November. Yeah, Uh, it's going to happen and get ready to click because last time that shit went out
3: quick. Yeah. So make sure you guys are subscribed to our newsletter because our community members are always the ones who get first access, first dibs to any new releases that we have. And it comes in different forms. Sometimes we'll uh, lock the page up, lock the site up and have a password that distributed to our community members. And they have like an hour window yeah to, yeah, to be able to make the purchases. And by the time it opens up for general public, sizes are out, colors are out. Maybe the whole piece is out, you know. So highly recommend that you subscribe to our newsletter if you're interested, have any remote interest in what we're offering. Um, and Dave just mentioned that we're going to be releasing this Elements collection in November. We don't have a hard date yet. Uh, We still have to see how things pan out in the coming days. And then once we have a little bit more clarity on that, we will announce a hard date of when the release is going to be. But as of right now, I would say second week of November and on. That's probably the time. It definitely is not going to happen in the first two weeks in November. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Well, guys, we'll catch you again. uh, Genius Brain every Sunday at 12 p.m. We'll see you all next time.
3: All right, Joe.
0: Peace. In just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because...